0: Welcome to the Practical Growth Podcast. I'm your host, E.B. Johnson, top writer on medium.com, published author, and master practitioner of neuro-linguistic programming. You've landed on the podcast that takes you on a journey into the heart of relationships and self-discovery. This is a must listen for those who are ready to overcome their toxic relationships and their toxic patterns. You can expect real talk, Practical guidance and raw and relatable guests that you'll be talking about for weeks. Let's get into it. Oh, hello, hello, my lovelies. What a show do I have for you today. We are talking about something so interesting today. And I actually um, just discussed this with some of my TikTok followers. If you come along to my live coaching sessions on TikTok or you watch my videos, then you've probably seen me touch. A little bit on this and I know it's something that's really going to interest all of you because it's also touching on and a part of one of the biggest documentaries that's going on in the world right now. And no, I'm not talking Tiger King. Though I'm sure I could write a book on that as well. We're actually going to be talking about Teal Swan, or more specifically, people like Teal Swan. So if you're one of the millions of people who has been watching Hulu's Deep End documentary, you are going to want to stick around for this episode because I'm going to lay it all out on the table for you and clear up why Teal Swan and why other spiritual and political leaders like her are some of the most dangerous people on this entire planet. Before we get into it, this is a special call out to all of my beautiful, beautiful listeners and followers who are interested in getting coached by me. I'm opening up an extra session of my eight-week private coaching program so that I can help more of you fulfill your desires to improve your lives, to be happier, to break out of these toxic, narcissistic patterns of abuse and subjugation that you've been in. So if you would like to apply, then all you have to do is head over to therealebjohnson.com and click on working with me. I'm only going to be taking a few of you on. So if you really, really are interested in getting serious about improving your life with NLP and me, then head over to therealebjohnson.com and click on working with me and apply for that private eight-week coaching program. All right, let's get into the meat. Let's get into the juicy stuff. Let's jump in in today we're going to start with someone who i personally this is a personal opinion uh consider to be a monster um and then in the end i think we're going to kind of wrap with a big dose of hope and some optimism and some ideas on how we can avoid monsters like this person nope i'm not talking about jim jones or even keith ranieri in this episode i'm talking teal swan the viral spiritual leader and YouTube phenomenon who took over everyone's phones during COVID and who uh, is now taking over Hulu with some pretty vicious revelations. Specifically today, we are going to be talking about leaders like Teal Swan and how dangerous they are. And all of this, you might think that I'm just kind of like trying to talk about something that's kind of in the popular eye at the moment, but that's not it. Because this Teal Swan, this toxic spirituality, pseudo spirituality cult leader that she's been exposed as uh, actually touches a lot closer to all the content that I talk about more than you may think. And that is because Teal Swan and every other cult leader and many celebrities and most politicians, people in power and places over people like her are narcissists. Oh, yes, they are narcissists, 100 percent, but not just any type of narcissist. As the Teal Swan controversy continues to take over all of social media and the rest of the Internet, there are a lot of experts out there who are proclaiming her to be a grandiose narcissist. And a lot of people are like, no, 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 she's a covert narcissist. But I'm actually here to explain to you that Teal Swan is neither one of those things. She is something much, 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 much worse. And that thing, my friends is a communal narcissist. So who is this teal swan? I know some of you listening, even at this point are going, who the heck is this? Who are you talking about? What is this? What is a teal swan? What is that? Uh, Teal swan, as I kind of mentioned briefly up top, is an internet guru and a pseudo spiritualist. Um, And she rose to fame a few years ago on her YouTube channel because she talked a lot about like mental health and narcissists and toxic parents. And she even in some of these videos and then also in some of the interviews that she did as her kind of celebrity built, she shared a lot of stories about her own childhood trauma and then some stories which are being now somewhat questioned by some some people um, of being raised in a very violent and abusive High control or cult environment. Since 2018, though, there's been a lot of questions about her and there's been a lot of concerns raised about the messages that she delivers and some of her deeper dive content and the way in which she relates to a lot of her followers, especially those who are closest to her in her entourage. And the more questions that were asked, the more holes that were poked in the story. Um, The more realizations were reached. And that's kind of all come to a head now in this Hulu documentary, The Deep End, which, you know, it's now basically been revealed that Teal Swan runs a cult. She is a cult leader. She runs what is essentially a cult. Um, And this cult has even claimed the lives of followers who were encouraged to unalive themselves by Teal. So how does that then paint her, paint this teal swan character as a communal narcissist? Well, to see that, you really need to kind of see the whole big picture of to, of what a communal narcissist really is. So <clears throat> these are not your typical narcissist. It's not a grandiose narcissist, right, who's very obvious. We know a grandiose narcissist. Because they talk about themselves all the time. and They suck up all the air in the room and they tell you to your face that they are the best thing in existence. And if you don't like it, they will destroy you. Right. We know that's a grandiose narcissist. You can predict their patterns. You can see them from a mile away. And the same once you understand a covert narcissist, you kind of see that weakness That's like inherent, that's kind of core in their power and control and their manipulations. You see that kind of weakness and that victimhood and kind of how they operate. But communal narcissists are very different, very different. They can exhibit some patterns that might look similar to a grandiose or a covert narcissist, but they are neither. They are actually narcissists that have massive, massive supplies and massive, massive wounds. To this kind of narcissist, it's not just good enough for them to have like a family, right? To have like a partner who has to worship them and children that have to worship them. That little kind of tight, quiet family structure, that is not enough to feed the narcissistic supply that these narcissists have. This kind of person has such massive insecurities or what they see as kind of flaws that they have to be adored lifted up, validated, and most importantly, soothed by a massive group of people, right? It's not just good having like a couple of people. They need an entourage of people who's always telling them, you're so good. You're so amazing. You're changing my life. This is how they feed. And at the same time, these narcissists, okay, because narcissists, again, they have to be outwardly validated. They're very, very, very inherently insecure people. At the same time, these communal narcissists have to rely on everyone around them for every ounce of support in their lives. I mean, they totally mentally, emotionally, and even physically and financially will drain everyone around them. And here is what is especially tricky about the communal narcissist, right? Their behavior actually mimics elements of the public service motivation scale or the PSM which is a scale that is used to measure the inherently altruistic behaviors of people, like normal, well-adjusted people who work in things like the charity sector or even in political sector. So where the covert narcissist might use their, oh no, poor me, to get everyone to kind of like, oh no, poor them, and activate like this savior-protect-them guilt mode. Uh, And the grandiose narcissist will say, hey, me, I'm the best in the room. The communal narcissist actually hides their manipulation, cloaks their insecurities, their malicious intent, their control of others behind these altruistic behaviors, these really caring behaviors. Like, look at me, I'm pouring myself out into you. I'm giving you all this advice that's going to heal you and bring peace to the world. So you will do what I want. You will honor me. You will tell me how good I am. This kind of heady combination, this inherently insecure and kind of manipulative individual combined with these altruistic behaviors is a like a really, really, really heady combination. And that's why we find so many communal narcissists acting as church leaders, acting as political leaders, being involved with big charities. And most importantly of all, getting themselves in these kind of pseudo-spiritual communities where they are able to build cults around their personality. And you see this big time, big time with Teal Swan. I remember the first couple of times I saw her videos, like literally it took me maybe three videos to for the red flags to go up. But in those first couple of videos, I remember thinking, oh, I feel so seen by this person because she talks so hypnotically and she really focuses on the phrasing that she's using in order to kind of condition you to the message that she's delivering and she's she seems as though everything that she's doing or that she wants to do is to make you better to make you better right when she's speaking you feel like you're in a room alone with her and that you are being validated by her But whereas someone like myself or there are are so many other creators on TikTok who do this, we're just genuinely trying to convey information that is genuinely helpful. The communal narcissist, someone like Teal Swan, this projection, it has no real altruistic intention behind it. It comes from a place of how can I be bad or flawed or insecure if this many people love me, if I am this wise, if I deliver such good and godly information? I can't be the bad one. I can't be flawed. I must be elevated. I must be awake, and everyone else is not communal narcissists like this. they project themselves as saints, right? They put themselves out there into the world. The delusion that they project is that I am this saint, but the thing is everyone around them is expendable. Everyone the minute you call them out or question them or peek behind the mask or demand that they drop the mask that's it. They go right into that final mode, destroy or destruction, just like every single other form of narcissist out there. And it all comes back again, again, to that fact that these narcissists who have these empathy deficits, who have this total lack of understanding for others, that behind this saintly presentation, they are inherently broken and insecure. It's the insecurity So they build grand stages of delusion to mask these insecurities and they'll destroy anyone who threatens them. Right. This is what the communal narcissist does on an absolutely gigantic scale. So is that why they're so dangerous then? No, no. Here's here is the number one fact behind why communal narcissists are so dangerous. People like Teal Swan. Get right down. They bore right down into the heart of who you are as a person and then convince you to destroy yourself. You can see it in these claims that um, Teal Swan herself has encouraged followers to kill themselves. Um, There is a story that has been exposed in which a follower who was battling severe depression that was having a hard time coming back from this depression was eventually basically told by Teal Swan, yeah, your vibrations are too low, you basically just need to die, and then you'll reincarnate in two days and things will be better for you. People like Teal Swan, who see their followers as just tools to manipulate, they wrap their hands around the most important ideological and emotional facets of who their followers are as people. And then they twist and they twist and they warp until their followers can only see their quote unquote reality as that communal narcissist sees it. So Teal Swan was able to convince someone to go against their basic human nature to stay alive. Like we're literally programmed not to hurt ourselves. So when someone gets to that point, there's something seriously wrong. She was able to encourage someone to go against that basic human instinct, that animal instinct even, to stay alive and to take their own life. That's a massive amount of power and it's incredibly dangerous. They break their followers down, they teach them that they are nothing, they deplete their sense of self until they are so weak that they just have to be told what to do. And these this programming, you know, there's a lot of arguments out there that you can't undo this kind of programming that these narcissists implant in them strictly for their own profit and their own benefit. So how can we try to prevent ourselves then if we can't, if, if someone has fallen into, you know, that trap. Okay. But how do we prevent ourselves from falling into the clutches of people like Teal Swan? First and foremost, you've got to reprogram your brain and your entire approach to life has to be shifted. You have to change your fundamental beliefs, values, and the way That you approach and question everything. And that starts with trying to break free of the cult programming that you've already been put into for your whole life. So many of us have been conditioned for so many different things. We've been conditioned for our relationships. We've been conditioned for our political ideologies. We've been conditioned for the way we're going to raise our children or how we're going to approach our careers. And for you to avoid falling into the trap of someone who places new conditions on you who hands you another way to look at the world. You have to put everything down, put down everything as you knew it, step back and reassess the entire world from a fundamental knowledge and awareness of who you actually are and who you actually want to be and how you want to feel 20, 30, 40, 50 years in the future. But here's here's the number one way to prevent yourself from falling into the clutches of any kind of narcissist, but especially the communal narcissist. Okay, and here it is. Stop looking for a savior. Stop looking for a God or a partner or a child or the perfect career or whatever it is to scoop in and save you. Stop sitting on the sideline and thinking that something magical is going to come in and just boop erase all the hard and bad stuff in your life. Erase all the hard and bad stuff in your path. That is so ridiculous, unrealistic. It's not going to happen ever. You are the person who saves yourself? Teal Swan is not gonna save you. The person in your Bible is not gonna save you at the end of the day. You have to take action for yourself to move your life in the direction you want it to go. And that's a scary thing because here's what that means that means there is no one else to blame. When you decide to save yourself and take control of your life, there's no one else to blame. If you fail, you fail. If you drown, you drown. It's on you. You're the only person captaining the ship, rowing the boat. But at the same time, all the glory only belongs to you as well. Because why? Because you are the person who took that action, who made that decision, who set that boundary, who said no, who did what they wanted to do, who ensured that they got their happiness without costing other people their happiness. To be your own savior is to take full accountability for your own life and to take away the power from others who have been controlling your life is to say no to people like Teal Swan It's to say no to people like your political leaders. It's also to say no to people like your partners, your parents, the whole gamut, friends, family, everyone. Because you are saying this life is mine. This is the only time I have. I've got a short amount of energy, a short amount of time and focus. And I'm not going to spend it being miserable at the expense of other people who are already miserable themselves. So you admit that you don't have all the answers and you take action in the name of yourself anyway. You embrace the good, you embrace the bad, you embrace the inevitable mistakes, and you say, all of this is my masterpiece, and I celebrate every inch of it. So what do you think? Have you ever been caught in the clutches of a communal narcissist? Have you been stuck in one of those high control environments, like the ones that Teal Swan creates for her followers and her fans? I would love to know. I would love to hear from those of you who have experienced these kinds of relationships. Um, Whether you kind of broke out of the programming of your political ideologies or, you know, you had to break free of religious environments in which you were being spiritually abused by, you know, communal narcissists. Because, you know, they frequent youth groups and they frequent churches and congregations and even, you know, schools and our own families. Really think back, question these relationships all of the relationships that we have with other people should be balanced. No one should have subjugation or power over the other person. I mean, that even includes you know your own kids. You shouldn't subjugate them. You don't have power over them. Every relationship we have, in a way, is like a partnership. When multiple people are involved, there are so many different layers, and both parties have to come to the table with an understanding that each is their own autonomous equal. They have their own experiences, thoughts, views, values, beliefs. And understanding that and respecting that is how we come to understand one another and respect one another. You know, outside of these grandstanding moral police like communal narcissists who tell us that they have the answers for us. When in truth, we all have the answers for ourselves inside. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope that you've been able to take away something that you either enjoyed or that helped you to improve your life. If you would like to learn more, about communal narcissists or any narcissist in general you can visit me over on tiktok at the real eb johnson or you can find me on medium.com where i've written a lot about communal narcissists and every other form of narcissism that you could possibly imagine Uh, and you find those stories at eb-johnson.com if you did love the episode why not consider leaving a five-star review i am giving everyone a free copy of my unmasking narcissistic families if they just leave a five-star review. So all you have to do is join the others, leave a very kind description of what you enjoyed about the show or what helped you, take a screenshot of that and send it to me. You can email it to me or send it to me on Instagram and I'll send you a free copy of my Unmasking Narcissistic Families ebook. Really is that simple and it really is that free. So go ahead, rush over there, leave your five-star review. And for everyone else... I will see you next week. Until then, keep your heads up and keep moving forward. Bye-bye.